This was like the greatest work Any week that I've ever had. Any way you can just not be at work. I just I just went to, to work on Tuesday. And I was like, "Happy Wednesday, guys!" And everybody's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I'm like, "Yo, I'm not gonna be here Friday, so this Tuesday this is, is my day. Wednesday. <laughs> I'm ready over the hump." Yeah, for me, my best uh, my my best three day weekends were when I have Mondays off because Mondays are the days I have to stay till four instead of three. Yeah. Yes. And Mondays just suck. Yeah. Like Nobody all the times. That was that was the first thing Garfield taught me. Mondays <laughs> don't like Mondays. That's the only thing he was right about. And lasagna is pretty fucking good. I know he kind of sucks. Lasagna. Wait, hold on. Garfield's right about a lot of things. Okay. Like Wyoming. He's right about right about Wyoming. That's what he said about Wyoming. It's not, that doesn't there, exist. There's no state there. No state here. That's oh. what Wyoming means. Dorsha <laughs> Samoan for split. That that is also true. And he taught us the uh, the truth about strip malls. What about uh, them? That they, that they just, um, it's actually just one strip mall that just uproots and travels. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> Seriously, you should watch Garfield and Friends. It's actually I, a really good cartoon. The old one? Yeah. Well, uh, not, not the old one, like, like the, um, the holiday specials or whatever. Oh, yeah, uh, the old one, I guess you could say, the old one. I never really watched I, it. I have them all downloaded. Oh. I can give you, like, oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I'll take that it's, from you. It's, it's, some of it's hilarious and good. U.S. Acres is fucking funny too. Yeah, I, U.S. Acres is just like I never, I never really thought it was as cool as. What's this? But it was like a, it was a lot. Yeah, Gar- Garfield. Gar- the reason they call it Garfield and Friends because they had it was like a Garfield episode. It was and like three. It was like three mini cartoons in the span of half an hour. Uh huh. Yeah, it was like kind of like it was short enough to be like sketch comedy almost. Mm. And in the middle of the Garfield episode, something called U.S. U.S. Acres. Acres. It was like a farm. It was like a, fl- it was like a um, farm show. It sounds yeah. familiar. Mm-hmm. You probably saw it. Yeah, you probably I, saw I probably it. did, but I, like Seinfeld, I didn't get it when I was younger. Yeah, I think I feel like you would have gotten this. It's it's actually really clever, and it's still funny. I'll, I'll it's still take, funny. definitely take a look at it. It's like the Earthbound of cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Deja vu, the sensation you are doing something you, you just want to use before. this? What happened? You just want to use this? Just start? Yeah. You're like, yeah, we're talking about Garfield and Friends. Boom, Welcome to the 4205 cast. Kings are coming at you live, but you'll hear us on tape delay. Today I got with me, Theo Melton, and Joe. All right. Episode 25, couldn't get the crew together. That's okay. Yeah. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I'm Andre. And uh, yes, you heard right. That's the 25th episode. And we decided to celebrate this by having an extremely hot day. Nope. I don't want to celebrate like that. We're in the middle of the on the East Coast here. Needing to have an air conditioner on yeah, during so we, recording. We apologize for that, but if we didn't have it, we'd die. We so. argued back and forth about whether we wanted it on or off. We decided, yeah. It was no, no argument. No. <laughs> it was a, it, it, there was a little bit of discussion that was very one-sided. <laughs> well, we've talked about this in the past, and we've turned it off every week. But this week, we just can't. Can't. We can't. I think it's like 85 now. It's, that's nothing. <laughs> it's nighttime. 
people in Arizona are laughing at us. That's a but it's heat. a dry heat. It's still hot and obnoxious. Hey. Theo, what are you playing? So in preparation or anticipation for Play Dead's new game inside, I decided to go back to Limbo and finish that up. Man, how low can you go? <laughs> Apparently low, because, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I completed that game Whoosh. yesterday. I mean, I got it. Okay. <laughs> Was that the Limbo bar going over your head? No. I can't fit under the Limbo bar. <laughs> Tell me about this game. I've actually never played it. Um, Joe, have you played it? Nope. So, I forgot when it came out. I think it was 2010 when it came out hit all type of accolades like you know this is one of the best indie games ever all that stuff that's the one that's like ridiculously dark right yeah it's like a I the mean, silhouette like well yeah the, the, the silhouette yeah. and um i initially played it on the xbox when it came out and i didn't really care for it it's like a well if you don't know if you've been living under a rock and you don't know what limbo is it's a puzzle 2d puzzle platformer where you're a boy and you go through a world and try to figure out puzzles and everything just wants to kill you. And everything will kill you because this game is very trial and error Nice. And uh, upon beating this game, I didn't get why everybody was so hyped. But then I tried to put myself back into into the 2010, I believe, when the game came out. Like mm-hmm. mindset, because... Everybody lost it for Braid, and I was like, okay, Braid is okay at best. And, and Thank I'll, you. Huh? Thank you. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh, why oh. do people go on? I, I think it was the story that it tried to tell, yeah. which, uh, the, same thing with um, Limbo. Like, the story at the end of it was like, okay, I, I guess I can infer something I don't, from I don't, this. I don't care about your narrative. You made no. a game. Well, <laughs> Back to when, like, indie games were, like, you know, kind of a new thing. And, like, everybody was, like, shouting at the top of the mountain for every new one that was coming out. The first game that actually really made me excited for when I actually played it was uh, Bastion. That's, like, that was, like, that and Limbo were, like, the first ones that really kind of made the mark, if I remember correctly. It was Braid, then Limbo, then Bastion. So, yeah, those three. Yeah, those and three. then Bastion was one. I was like, okay, now I get what you guys are talking about. But... Yeah, uh, finishing this game, it made me really not excited for Inside anymore. Because hmm. I hear that, I, even though I hear it's very good, like extremely good, he's getting 10s all over the place. Um, a lot of its mechanics are like derived from Limbo. And as I said before, Limbo is very trial and error. Like to the point where <clears throat> a lot of times I had to go to YouTube and just figure out the puzzle. Ah, that's boring. Yeah, and I was... And it, it doesn't do a good thing where, like, you know, puzzle games teach you as you're going. It's like it just shows you new mechanics and they're expecting you to figure out or know what you're supposed to do. Oh, like Mist. Mist did that. Like yeah, yeah, game. yeah, you're right. Mist was terrible. <laughs> and, yeah, I just, it's not a bad game, but I just honestly didn't enjoy my time with it. I'm definitely going to still play Inside, but I'm going to wait for a sale now. Yeah, that, like Braid, Bastion, and Limbo are the games where, like, what is everyone seeing in this? Oh, you never got the Bastion thing? Well, Joe famously doesn't like Bastion. <laughs> <laughs> it stems all the way back there. He'll handle Bastion. <laughs> yeah, you didn't like Bastion? I didn't care for it. No, I didn't care for any of them. I thought Bastion was really neat. I liked the narrative part of it and the, the soundtrack and the gameplay was pretty cool. Sure, I'm sure it's great, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, they're fun games for me. Uh, I can see that. I also finished uh, Street Fighter V Story Mode. Oh, you did, yeah. 
<laughs> that is something else. <laughs> I, I really liked it. It's very hammy. <laughs> it's very. It's so it's, anime. It's, it's anime story. It's, it's anime at certain points and so boring at other points. It's very. It's, it's a weird product. I love how I love how Jury rode with Cami from Brazil to London, <laughs> to London. and they followed on foot. I, that was the one. That was the one part that just sucked me right out. Yeah, yeah. I, it just my sense, nice, nice suspension, suspension of disbelief, disbelief was gone. I'm like, this is noticeable. That's the that's the moment. It was it wasn't Nakali jumping on like the dojo. Like, where did he come from? No, no. Because Nakali like melts and goes to other places. But sure. he didn't. No. So I don't want to. You can't. Are, are we spoiling? Are we spoiling Street Fighter? We are. You can't go. To, oh, you can't boy. drive from a motorcycle from Brazil to London. You I understand can't. that. I understand can't. that. But <laughs> like, I'll I'll like headcanon and everything else. But I know how a motorcycle works. They jump out of a plane. How, how did they jump out the plane and survive? <laughs> Whatever, that's fine. Let's go on talking about it. I'm not. Well, Dalsum teleported. Dalsum, I was like Dalsum, fucking jerk, pushing everybody out. And he's, he's like, I didn't make it in time. I'm like, dude, you teleported. <laughs> <laughs> how are you saying anything? <laughs> Anyway, the um, so I think okay, this is the best Street Fighter story that's ever come out. It's the only Street it's the Fighter only story actual they told story. in the game. Yes, <laughs> by by that definition, it's still the best. Yeah, and but still, is there's certain things that just took me out of it. Like, yeah. but. I hated the loading. Like I, I wish it was like a seamless thing because every wasn't time, very seamless oh, thing. every time you see a character that's charged up by walking and it's just loading screen. Yep. And like, ah, okay, the fights were like low stakes, which I get. You know, we're just doing a story mode. Yeah. But the story was nonsensical. There were like cool moments when like you have Dao Sim, Chung Li, and like Ryu, or not Ryu, um, Ken, and all the other characters together, and I was like, that's really cool. Um, Zangief was amazing. Yeah, he was. Uh, muscle. Like, why did this, like, send him after everything? He was invincible in this story. <laughs> yeah, right? Literally untouchable. Untouchable. She came with her, uh, <laughs> one of the doors. He blocked the sword with his chest. <laughs> because he's just that muscular <laughs> and manly. Um, Karin, Karin? That's how you say her name? Karin. Karin was awesome. I thought she was yeah, great like, story. they gave her a good purpose in this. Yes, um, Rashid stole the show. I think that's his story. I wish no, I was Fong his. stole the show for me. Oh boy, that dude, <laughs> that dude was classic mustache twirling villain style. It was great. Yeah, I was a big fan of Peter. Peter, the voiced by, by Combo Fiend, the the was random he? cop. Yep. Yes, holy crap! Yep. I didn't know that. That's really cool. People, I, people are actually modding the game now, like to put these uh, the the side character, the, yeah, not the side like characters, these side, but the, these like, junk character assets into the game. There's a lot of them, too. There's a Peter combo video out there. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I try to let him, I like, I, as I'm using Cammy, I'm like, I don't want to beat him yet. I want him to do, like, some crazy combo on me. He just did, like, that two or three hit with the, with the Kubit, the, the, the baton. His bread and butter is punishable on hit. Nice. <laughs> Very yeah, third strikey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that story. I feel if that game came with the story, people would have been like, "That's neat." It's already getting be- it's already getting better reviews on Steam because of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's it's a thing. Yeah, I'm I'm happy it's there. Like whatever. The game is just significantly more complete right now. Yes, the store is finally finished. Yeah. They, although I kind of wish they didn't uh, take away Alex and Guile because we had them for so long. Now you have to actually buy them. Mm-hmm. But it's all right. Whatever. Yeah, if if you cared about the game, you yeah. got them already. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. 
finishing up games. One had a nonsensical story and the other one had a nonsensical story. <laughs> so Sense of trend. Yeah. yeah. And and Tokyo Mirage Sessions. So I'm not playing that anymore. Oh. Ooh. My fiance took it over. Oh, okay. Wrecked. That's why. That's, Enough that, said. That that's Enough just said. her game now. I just sit and watch her play it now. Fine. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. So she saved you from the third nonsensical story. That game is so good. <laughs> it's so like J pop idols transforming like magical girls. Oh god, alright. <laughs> Joe, you love it. I would. I love nonsense. You also love transformations. And magical girls. Oh. Mm. This yeah. sounds like your game. Well, sure. Why not? It has all I was, the... I used to be a fan of Sailor Moon. It has all the J-pop in it. There's the so J-pop. much henshin, yo. So much henshin. There's uh, there's actually a skill that one of the girls use where she just sings a J-pop song. And that's it. <laughs> he just sings that's a song? It. And Does it monsters, do anything? monsters get hit. Love nice. in the crossfire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joe, what are you playing? I'm splitting my time between four games this week. Mm. Yeah. Um... Busy man. You know, I'm just trying to find one to really <laughs> enjoy because uh, <laughs> Overwatch has been killing me. Mm. Street Fighter Five has been killing me. I started playing that again. Yeah. Um, the Witcher. I haven't finished Blood and Wine yet. It's but I'm watching videos at the same time. I can't enjoy the story and watch summer games done quickly. Mm-mm, that's not a game time. you do that with. So I've been playing a lot of Twenty XX. And I, I pretty much unlocked everything. I have no idea why I'm still playing it. It seems ridiculously addictive. Hmm. Like I got it to. I, I did an endless run, two of them now, where I was literally unkillable. Yeah. And just at one point, I'm like, I'm stopping. It's yeah. nice when you quit the endless. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the thing is, I earned so much of the soul chips, which I used to buy items in the in the hub world before you start. Yeah. That I like I have several hundred. And I can only buy three that total up the value of like forty-seven or something. Wow! Yeah. Do those carry over on each run? Nope. No, no, they're like, like the soul chips. The soul? No, they don't. Oh, it's no? like um, oh. Rogue Legacy. If you don't spend them, they're gone. Mm. Yeah, but the thing is, there's I can't spend them because there's nothing to buy. <laughs> so whatever. Um, but this game is ridiculously fun still. Yeah. For some reason, because everyone is a little different. The um, I just I just discovered that the. The armor pieces actually, once complete, have set bonuses. Nice. And some of them are ridiculously busted. Mm. As set bonuses tend to be. Yes, like one prevents you from taking damage from hazards, like environmental hazards. You can just jump through a bunch of stuff and not have to worry about it. And if your speed is good enough, you can literally just jump through the stage, hit the end boss, and you're done. Okay, that makes... Yeah. You sent us a video on the on the on our message. That was I was using a different set for that one. Okay, and I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I was I like, "What?" I'll put this video up after this episode is released to show everyone what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I actually tweeted it out. Did you really? I did. Oh, nice. Okay, well, I'll, I'll put it up again. I tried to put it on the Facebook, but then it was giving me errors. Yeah, okay. So I, I can I can I can try doing it. But feel others, free. Yeah. Feel free. Yeah, this game is uh, this game is still fun. Okay. It's, it feels different every time I go through it. I, I can be successful. I can't be successful. And it's, I know it's not complete. Right. They just released a... They released an update every two weeks, and the update they released this week changed one of the bosses entirely. Okay. Yeah. So I think I think the boss I was playing with before was a placeholder boss or something. It's just nice. Oh, just took out the whole boss asset and put, like, dropped a whole other yeah, person the whole in there? Movie. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. The other thing is, like, the stages are pretty samey. 
Okay. Like, you know what's you know what to expect. Well, there's a yeah. it's kind of a roguelike. Or you said it's a roguelike. It is a roguelike. So but I, like, I, I, like the the stage structure is pretty much preset. Like you know, you know where the things are. You know what's coming up. And okay. I guess that's all right. I mean, I can't expect too much out of this yeah. out of this game. You know, it's it's Mega Manic style gameplay, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, this, like I said before, in the last time, this game has a lot of there's a lot a lot of places it can go. It can really add on a lot of content and be really good. Stages can stages can improve, or you can just get an entirely new stages. You get add new items. Mm. You can even put a new character in here, and no one would. Uh, no more we can play. That's right. They yeah. need Axel. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever they yeah. got to call Axel. This game this game isn't even done yet, but I, I feel like it could just keep going. Yep. Yeah. And it's still early access, yeah. correct? Okay. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully next, hopefully I'll get like, hopefully I have more games to talk about next week, but uh, I am so soon. It's still two weeks away. <laughs> you know? it's, it's, it's okay. I know. It's fine. I just, oh, man, I just have such a hard time playing these other games though. Mm. Great. What are you doing? Uh, well, I've been splitting time between Overwatch mm-hmm. and uh, Odin Sphere Life, or whatever that word is. Left Razor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Left Razor. Life from Earth. Left Razor. That game. Uh-huh. L- uh huh. Life Trasier, right? Whatever. I thought you said you weren't going to pick this up. I never said I wasn't going to pick it up. I think you did. No, mm-hmm. he was going to wait because it wasn't a cross-buy title. Oh, maybe I heard wrong. No, you yeah. did. <laughs> I, I, was, I definitely said I was going to get it. Just I might have said I was going to wait, and then I caved in. Now, yeah. I need, now I need to find this out for sure. I'm going to listen to our Yes, listen to the archives and try to prove me wrong. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and I said, you know what? I own this game already, so I might as well download it on my Vita, and I got Axiom version on the Vita. Hey, cool. Oh, okay. Since it's a free download. Yeah. I just kind of had to dig through my download list to get it, because it didn't It's so bad. Up. The, uh, the yeah. PlayStation download. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, the scan, the scanning gun, I forgot what it's called. The de- like the debugging gun, whatever it is, that yeah. you use to scramble or unscramble yeah, code. I the name of it, too. Is mapped to the touchscreen. Oh, boy. And because there's no extra buttons on the Vita. Right. And it's kind of inconvenient. Can you not do the back touch thing at all? You can't. I don't think you can do the back touch, but I usually disable it anyway because it's so obnoxious because yeah. I hold my system. As a person. So, you know, I end up touching the back. Mm-hmm. And then stupid things happen. So I usually disable it when I can. That, that button is important for... Playing the game? Not only for playing the game, but for doing drone jumping. Right. What you was got, it before the the tools, the R two L two? Yeah, it was on R two L two. Okay. So you can remap. You can. Yeah. The game has a. You can remap anything, but no matter what you do, you're going to end up with some button that you want to use on the touchpad. There's no way to use the left stick. You know what? I'll 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 dig a little bit more into it. Okay. I'll dig a little bit more into it, but yeah, I mean, I look. It's still Axiom Verge. Still haven't played that game yet. The Are you kidding? No, I haven't played it. You were waiting for this to come out on Vita. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had no idea you skipped it. You told, you told me you played this. You lied to me. I played it. I just haven't... When I said I haven't played it, I haven't finished it. You played it. Oh, no, I played it. Okay. I just haven't finished it. Yeah. <laughs> I bought that game for literally everybody I know. You didn't buy it for me. Well, I bought it. already. I bought it and got you to play it. That's exactly what happened. 
Yeah. Uh, Joe loved that shit. Oh, man, that was my favorite game of last year. Mm. That. So I, I played it up until the part where they have that really crazy yelling music that everybody loves so much. <laughs> Inexorable is the name of the track. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, cool, I made it to this part. And then I turned it off and went to bed. <laughs> Is it good on a V? Is it good a port? Other than the, the yeah, the port is pretty fine. solid. There, it has some loading times, eh. so it's not as smooth. It, it, definitely a loading time every time you go through a door, Ugh. but it's not. It's noticeable, not but but not. It's breaking. noticeable, but it, right. It's okay. not like if you didn't play it on the PlayStation or the PC beforehand, mm-hmm. and you went through it, it would seem it would seem normal. Okay, that it's loading a new area. But it doesn't sit there and it doesn't bring up a loading screen or anything. It's just a little pause. Alright. You just notice it if you've played the older yeah. the older versions of the games. Yeah, you're not quite up to snuff. But, yeah. I mean, the, the game pretty much plays the same. So, yeah. Bouncing between those. Not as much Overwatch because competitive has uh <laughs> really beaten me down it's, it's beaten everybody it? down nobody likes it <laughs> and, nobody likes to go on a and this is what everybody asks for well i actually like the mode mm-hmm. but you can tell that you know they felt like they couldn't let the summer go by without bringing it out yeah so they brought it out warts and all and they said look this is what it is if it's, it's if it's not perfect we'll get it right yeah and I, we'll fix it, but you know, for now, we can't justify not having the mode in the game for this extra amount of time. So I um, actually read an article that stated that that was an opinion piece that said that the competitive mode feels at odds with the game itself, in terms of like, you know, when you play Overwatch is very friendly and you know all this all the matches are so low stake that this mode. <laughs> Higher levels, not necessarily. Oh well, yeah, but um, this mode kind of is the antithesis of that. Do you guys think that? I think that this competitive mode is that's by design. Hmm. You know, it was meant to be more serious. But I don't know. I never. I don't know. I don't. I never saw Overwatch as something that was that should be taken too competitively or seriously. Hmm. But you take it pretty competitively and seriously anyway. That's because I. I that's because I have a need to perform well. Hmm. I. I need to enjoy myself, and I need to make sure the other people on my team are being brought down by my performance. Oh. And that doesn't happen a lot anymore. I, I bring down everybody by my performance frequently. Eh, I don't know. I can't. I feel like I can't. <laughs> you remember when you were watching the game of the Reaper who was complaining that he got no heals? Oh, He's yeah, like, I saw that. did you just learn how to play Mercy yesterday? I'm like, dude, if it was, if you're if playing Reaper. I can't even see you. What are you how are you going to get healed? <laughs> Just, just, just. Ah, I've never got any complaints about that. You know, just I don't know. There's, there's just gotta be, there's gotta be something because there's gotta right, be a way. Right now, right now, I'm in a place where I need, I need in between. It's, it's either I'm trying out Widowmaker for the first time. It's quick play. Let me just do my thing. And haven't you seen this latest tournament? Your hero is terrible. Learn to play. Like mm-hmm. it needs to be. Something in the middle. So yeah. meet some place, you know? Like don't like don't sabotage anything and don't be a jerk about who I'm playing as. Just So do you want to like a robust training mode? I don't think that'll I don't think that'll happen. 
function. Mm. Honestly, I have no idea how to fix it. Mm. You know, I'm not a game designer or a, you're a game theorist. But, you know, it's, it's playing this game by yourself sucks. Straight up. It is pretty hard to play it by yourself. Mm. The, the more I play it, the, the more it feels like I just need somebody else to have my back. Even yeah. if it's me just yelling. Because <laughs> if he hasn't given up, I mean now. <laughs> Never will. <laughs> there have been times where I've been like, you know what, I feel like I need to leave this. But then I stick through it, and then we end up like winning a couple, and it's like, all right, cool, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, seriously, I just... I think I'm a little uh, agitated. Well, I've, I've basically tried for as long as i've played the game to not really take it too seriously yeah you know obviously in the game i'm i'm trying my best to win but of you know if i don't win i don't win and that's and that's how i'm just taking it every time because yeah. you know what i don't i don't normally play a lot of first person shooters so when i do play them i'm just generally trying to have a good time yeah and having a good time means i try to win and if i don't win shucks i i still enjoyed my time yeah even if i lost yeah i get that so i just want to not suck ass well you don't suck ass i don't think i, I think you're you too hard on yourself you have a, you have a, a over 55 percent win rate like you don't suck ass i don't care about winning or losing i just need to perform well okay i don't care <laughs> if i if i do like how many times have i said oh that was a loss but at least we did well versus i didn't enjoy that match we got stomped you say I didn't enjoy that match. We got stomped a lot because yeah. we ended up getting stomped a Which lot. Which is why I don't blow this game up by myself anymore. But you, you're not a one-man team, though. No, I'm not. <laughs> that's, I guess maybe that's part of the problem. Well, he's had some games where he has been. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> you, can't, you can't always be the one-man team. No, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. You sure? I like being a team player. No, I'm not saying you're not. When I can help my team succeed. Yeah. That is when I'm enjoying myself the most. Okay. Right. When I don't cause my team to lose. Then <laughs> <laughs> right. the bullshit. When the bullshit happens, then I'm angry. Every time I get killed, you should play as Bastion. Stop that? hating Bastion. No, I can I can handle Bastion. No, play as him. No. Why not? No, there's too many counters to Bastion. Everyone knows, everyone knows what to do. You're gonna now. have so much fun if you play as Bastion. I can't because everybody knows how to kill him now. <laughs> He's a liability. <laughs> Total liability. Except when we run into Bastion and he destroys If us. you run into three Bastions, that's different. Mm. <laughs> Let's move on to the news. Hey, No Man's Sky went gold. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. A couple hours ago. Woo! All right. It may will or may not actually good. come out. It'll come out. It'll come out, but be broken. Be all the way broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this game is if this game is a shaky launch, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fine. Are we all getting it day one? I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably wait like a few days. I have to know. I'm, 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 you just gotta, just yeah, gotta go in, right? I want to know. So that's a that's a day one for me. All right. That's probably day three for me. Nothing. Eh, first the, week. Yeah, let the initial uh, server load. Love, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, how how bad could it be? It's you might not even see somebody else. So how because do you even know that you're on a server? There's like a billion people gonna be playing Street Fighter Five. It's gonna be on ESPN too. 
yes, for the is. Evo Finals. That's pretty cool. But, yeah. you know, it's not the first time esports has been on ESPN, too. Definitely not. It's has Street Fighter 4 ever been on ESPN? No. No. Okay. This is the first the first time that Evo is going to have a, a network television presence. Now, as far as esports go, it's pretty easy to follow. It's a one-on-one fight. It makes sense that it could be uh, put on a network television show. I it's mean, actually like, weird that this... Everybody knows what's going on at all times. You see everything happening on the screen. Yeah, it's weird that this never broke into mainstream before. I know. I mean, I don't understand how other esports are a thing. Like ARTS and regular RTS. I don't understand how people follow that. Yeah, even me as a gamer, I watch like a, a, a mobile RTS and I'm like, okay. What is going on? Here? I don't know what's happening. There's too many things happening. Like, it's like a three-ring pe- circus. Something will happen off the screen. <laughs> yeah, right? The com- I, I have much respect for the commentators. For oh, stuff. man. Much respect. Much respect. But yeah, like two dudes fighting in a street maybe. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And, I- it's, and it's weird. Like the, the fighting game community seems to be the pro wrestling of the esports world. In what way? <laughs> in that they don't take themselves too seriously. And they don't get the respect that they seem to, to <laughs> the breakout in yeah. the esports scene. But do you want them to go like so mainstream where it becomes, um, I guess, I too want, clean? I want, I want them to be like pro wrestling in the esports world, which is, 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 is what I'm trying to but say. But you hate pro wrestling, though. <laughs> but I love to hate pro wrestling. <laughs> Actually, at CEO, we had a little pro wrestling crossover yeah. That's true. with the uh, Kenny Omega and Xavier Woods. Uh, A.K.A. Austin Creed. Oh, the Predator. Um, <laughs> the Predator handshake. Yeah, they had a little exhibition match. And it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh. Like, Xavier did it a lot better than I thought he would. I mean, he was coached by Mike Mike Ross. Ross. That's right. That's <laughs> right. New Tex. He finally found his buttons. <laughs> he found his... That's what he did. He pressed buttons. Mm. He pressed his good buttons. And Kenny Omega had combos. Set up. Kenny Omega obviously knows how to play the game because, go figure, he works in Japan. (laughs) Okay. So, well, they don't have this in arcades in Japan. Did you guys? Also true. Not to like derail the news topic. Did you guys see that? um, I think it was a tweet or a story that Daigo said that he's worried about Street Fighter Five because it has no arcade support. Yes, I believe I mentioned this actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the arcade scene is vital to Japan. Oh, Pretty yeah. much. So, and tell us about that, Theo. I'm sure you have visited an arcade in Japan. I did. Was that a, was it a bumping scene? No. Really? No. There's like a few people There's in a few there. Randoms. Yeah. A lot of smoke. Huh. Okay. Like, sm- okay. like cigarette smoke or just like vapor? Cigarette. Uh, oh, okay. Japanese aren't douchebags. Pachinko? Or those, like, a different thing? Oh, don't even get me started on the Pachinko. <laughs> There's whole, like, buildings for Pachinko yeah. out there. Oh, man. But yeah, not, not too crazy. Like, one or two arcade spots. This place okay. called Super Potato that had a few old machines. Like, you know. It's like a, sort of like U.S. arcades. Just, you know, not out of money. <laughs> and also not entirely broken. Right. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Uh, like, I don't know. I'd probably still watch... I'd probably still watch Street Fighter Five on Twitch. Like, I don't see myself switching over to ESPN2. Is it going to be simulcast? Is that how it's going to work? Or is it going to have its own commentary? I think we should watch it on ESPN2. 
get them numbers up. Well, if it's going to be simulcast off the oh, Twitch well, stream, okay. then what's the point? But you know, I'd, like to think, I'd like to know. I'd like to know how it's going to go. Because I'm, pr- I'm probably just going to stick to Twitch anyway since... I don't, even, I don't even know what channel ESPN2 ESP2 is on. ESPU2? ESPU2. ESPU. <laughs> oh, Odin Spear. <laughs> Left foot flare. We're, we're so good at this English we are. language. Mm-hmm. You can't talk today. On an audio show. Keep, keep listening, jerks. <laughs> this totally bodes well for us. I know. Uh, Pokemon Go was released. Oh, boy. <laughs> it, was, it was something. Oh, no. You know, okay. So... <laughs> This came out, and uh, I, I I immediately I immediately said to myself, "This is gonna be terrible." Mm-hmm. So I decided, you know what? Let me actually well, let me actually well, try this well, out this time well, before I decide first, it's terrible. I, I agreed with you that it was terrible. <laughs> I kind of just made a snap judgment. Ha, ah, Pokemon snap judgment. That's funny, <laughs> considering how the game is. <laughs> so I do- snap too. <laughs> so I downloaded this stupid uh-huh. thing. I downloaded this stupid thing. What was the first Pokemon you caught? First Pokemon I caught was... Well, besides, besides the starter? Yeah. Yeah. A, a Pidgey. In okay. true Pokemon form, <laughs> yes. I walked up the block and I caught a Pidgey. Well, that's after I went through the character creation process, which wasn't nearly ridiculous ridiculous enough for my taste. Mm. You know, it's I, Pokemon. It, yeah, I wanted, I wanted a little more outrageous customization but whatever this art is a little too real for me i don't care i'm not a, I'm not <laughs> a fan of the it. art i mean it looks like pokemon you know you so i walked up the block in my neighborhood caught a pidgey I, like swiped the ball at the pidgey and i caught out i'm like all right great now what what can i do with this mm-hmm. that's it that's it that's it <laughs> walk to the next let's have it oh look here's a here's a pokemon stuff what is this oh it's a it's a landmark in my neighborhood that I already know what it is. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're supposed to spin it and get items from it. Really? Is that how it works? Yeah. Uh. You should have went to um, a church in your neighborhood. It probably would have had a lot of, uh, you know, Pokemon there. I don't know. I stopped over at Tree Ornament. What? <laughs> <laughs> True story. Stopped at Tree Ornament. Yeah. This, uh, this is terrible. I hate this game. Or I can't even call it a game. I don't. I don't hate whatever it is, but it's really not good. No. Like, I un- it, I don't understand why people are enjoying this. This is stupid. I don't, I don't think people are enjoying it. I think they're... It's new. Curious. Yeah, they're, they're caught up in the novelty of it. Yeah. I'm just like, are you people crazy? It's like Matomo when it first came out. <laughs> it's not made by the same company, is it? No, it's, I think it's Game Freak and... What was that other IR... Not IR game. AR game. AR. Um, Ingress? I believe mm-hmm. it was something like Pokemon where you walked around your street and you saw like creatures in the street. So Game Freak cross Ingress makers did this. Okay. And they made a, a, a terrible, bad product. So the, uh, the verdict from the people here is don't bother. Don't bother. It's, it's not a game. They can barely even call it a functioning app. Yeah. Cause the GPS, uh, GPS on my phone is pretty fine. It's and a, it does not work in this app. Server issues aside, when it is working, it's boring and dull, and there's nothing to it. And it doesn't run in background. How do you have this and not run in background? That's that's honestly really damning. You have to have your phone open for this. Yeah. Walk around looking at the screen. It's honestly dangerous. <laughs> they tell you, like, please pay attention when you're walking. With Don't it, make <laughs> your app to function that way. I want... The way I want this to work is 
It's in my pocket, and I get a notification. Hey, there's a Pokemon around here. And I'm like, okay, cool. I pull it out, and I'm like, fuck. There's a like a Raichu around here or something like that, and you know, go from there. I don't have to walk with it open, looking for a whack. Uh, no. So here's I, a question: What do you do with the Pokemon that you catch? You put in your Pokedex. And then what? You put in your Pokedex. Oh, really? You People are having Pokedex. fun with this? No, they're not. <laughs> People are pretending to have fun. Like, I see, like, my Facebook feed is full of, well, besides the political news, people, like, gushing over Pokemon Go. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen that at all. Yeah. So, I've yeah. I've seen more I, people saying that the game isn't good than I've seen people raving I haven't, ha- haven't heard a single person say it's good. Yeah, this thing is terrible. Yeah. Whatever. Next. I bought the um, the watch for it. Next. <laughs> Wait, like like the Samsung watch? It's um, Pokemon Go Plus is like you can you can catch it on your watch. I don't know. I, bought, I pre-ordered it like a month ago. Anyway. Can, Nintendo, can you – people clearly want a legitimate online Pokemon experience. Can you give us one? Like even if I won't play it, people will buy it. <laughs> well, you know what? RGB Hype asked us a question. Oh, yeah? And she said, what Nintendo worlds do you think would be a good uh, – MMO style. Pokemon. Obviously, Obviously Pokemon, yeah. Pokemon would be the number one. Yes. I've been she, saying this for years. It's kind of shocking that they haven't done anything with it. She would kill for a Zelda. But. I, I guess. I, that's probably secondary. They, I think they have three three worlds that would work very well. Where Obviously, Pokemon. Yeah. I think Zelda would work for it, but they have to do a little bit of. Tune in, because it's very yes. solitary. Right. In a lot of ways. And I think. Metroid would be a pretty good... No, Animal Crossing? ...universe. I mean, Animal Crossing is essentially already that. Yeah, but imagine if it was really that. Like, all you need, all you need to do is just be connected yeah. at all times, and that's it. But it, it's essentially okay, yeah. already an MMO for them. Yeah, I'll see that. So. Well, maybe sorry, what was the last Maybe thing? that's what they're hiding with the NX. Like, yeah, really amazing online a, functionality. Yeah, <laughs> all right. a Metroid MMO. Yeah, whatever. What, coming what, out. You said, oh, Metroid, you said Metroid. Anything. Yeah. Hmm. I don't really see that. You know? Mm-mm. Metroid has a whole lot of varied worlds that you could go to for missions and such. So they buy a space They don't seem to blow up at the end. <laughs> That's only when Samus is on them. <laughs> so if you can't play as Samus, the worlds will be fine. Well, that's not true. SR388 actually survived. But there's nothing left on that planet. Right. All Joe, the Metroids are dead. Thanks, Samus. <laughs> Joe, you want to talk about that Metroid 2 news? The, um, the fan game? Yeah. Metroid 2 needs desperately needs a re-release. So desperately, 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 mm-hmm. desperately. And if this fan game actually makes sees the light of day, sure, I'll I'll play the hell out of it. Yeah. yeah. Metroid 2 is the only Metroid game that I haven't beaten. I have seen the few? ending a hundred times. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I love how they tell you the ending of Metroid 2 in Super Metroid because everyone that like it's like everyone knows. First nobody, play- nobody played Metroid 2. No. Let's tell them what happened. I was like, <laughs> what? Was smart. What yeah. game is it? Well, I never played Metroid 1 either, so. Uh, let's see here. Evolve. Going free to play. Oh. I, you know, I, I, saw the, uh, I saw the video, and it looks like they're changing a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. to make it actually playable. Because before it was, hey, do you like running around in a circle chasing something you'll never catch for Did half they, an hour? So I watched the same video. Did they change it to third person? Um, looks that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Eh, maybe there. Maybe you can go back and forth between third and first. 
They did say better. that there were going to be some major changes. Yeah, significant yeah. changes. This game needed some major changes in order to be playable. I would, I, it being free to play, I'd be more interested in it. Definitely. I, I think the biggest criticism the, the game got was the nickel and diamond that yes. they were doing when the game came out. Yeah, with that DLC shitstorm that happened. Well, so. if it's free to play, then you know what? All the paid content is still going to be DLC. And yeah, but extra content. I, I can see them doing more cosmetic stuff. Maybe yeah, they'd have I think to, they they'd have you can't, to. You can't you can't put functionality behind the paywall. No. Well, they can. They can, Maybe but the monsters, it'd be stupid guess, for them. But I don't know because they they didn't learn a lesson, right? <laughs> if they well, do you, that, all right. I well, shouldn't say you can't. You shouldn't. Yes, I think I think the biggest lesson that they would have have to learn from it is they made people pay for it, and they made them pay for a game that was obviously just not fully there, mm. and then they expected them the people who paid for it to keep paying for things that very well should have been there from the beginning. Right. Now, if you get that for free, yeah. if you get the game for free, then it's, okay, you know what, fine. Yeah, if I want to pay and get this, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. I don't know, I think people are too per- turned off by pay-to-win scenarios. I, what I think they need to do to reconcile is, what are they doing for the people who actually bought the game? That's, oh, that's actually what point. I want to know. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe it sounds like they say, oh, you got your enjoyment out of it already. Yeah, that's not good enough. No, it if ain't. I give them like, remember when Star Wars went free to play and they just gave them a whole bunch of credit. Is that what they did? I believe so. <laughs> seems, that seems really half-assed. I mean, what else can you do? I don't know. Well, give them like the next set of next wave of DLC for free. Honestly, I thought they'd it. make another Revolve game before they did this. So this is like, you know what? This can only be good for anybody who didn't buy it anyway so was interested on their forums it says um what about those who paid for evolve what about season passes yes anyone who owns classic evolve will be given founder status in the new free version and all the content you already own comes with you to the new version as long as you as long as we work on evolve we will show our appreciation for your committed to our committed fans and early adopters with gifts rewards and special access why because you believe like we did and we will never forget that okay well what Whatever, whatever, whatever their the right content things. means, <laughs> you know, like, is that old content still going to be relevant? Hmm. Who knows? I don't know. I haven't played the game since beta. Yeah. So I don't even know how it is now. In the and year you were and a pretty half. excited for it when it, when it was uh, announced. Yeah. You know, you yeah, I quickly, uh, I quickly got turned off by it. I played about three matches in the beta. I enjoyed... One and a half of them. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, this. I never played as a monster though, so the the monsters honestly kind of hard to use. Mm. If you don't know what you're doing, you're gonna get wrecked. Mm. But that's you know, early stages of the game. No one even knows what they're doing. Nope. Well, this is good news anyway. We got a uh, Microsoft saying that they got a lot of uh, usage out of their backwards compatibility function. Yep. What is it? One hundred million hours 100 million hours total play, played across the board on backwards compatible that could just be one person playing 100 million hours of uno I, that's, <laughs> that's a lot in the, of time frame how how long is 100 million hours hmm. um 
I don't really have the well, <laughs> capacity to, in this heat and this late to do math. <laughs> so we'll let the viewers. And you're out of school out. now, so yeah. you ain't worried about that. If, if you're listening and want to know the answer, get out your calculator because <laughs> we ain't doing the math right now. Um, I think backwards compatibility is very important. Yeah, honestly, it, it makes. How far back do you go, though? Uh, I think a generation behind is fine. Okay. Usually, rule of thumb. It that makes, makes that makes consoles extremely more expensive. Yes, but it also makes it worthwhile. It makes the it makes your content not feel obsolete. Okay, but you know people aren't going to buy your product if it's too expensive because backwards compatibility. I mean, it's what saved the PlayStation Four from costing an egregious amount of money. Yeah. So, <laughs> but now they sold you those games again. Maybe, if you bought them. If you bought them, of yeah. course you can still turn on your PS3. Yep. But you won't. You won't. You really won't. Nah. It's so slow. I mean, like, you could do what Microsoft did and add backwards compatibility after the fact. And here they are doing it. Mm-hmm. Are they integrating it into all their Xbox Ones? Yeah. Okay. It should be. Yeah. So it's like a software update. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty neat. But they go by case-by-case scenario. Like, not every game from the outset was backwards compatible. Okay. Like every week is like two or three games. Right. So what was the most re- the most recent one they did very successfully was uh, Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead yeah. Redemption went up. Sales for Red Dead Redemption went up. Who wants to give that number? Six thousand percent. Six thousand percent. I bought another copy. <laughs> I owned the disc version. I was like, mm, I don't want to mess around with disc anymore. So I'm going to have this digital. Now, now beyond the backwards compatibility mm-hmm. that is that this thing, that this signifies this um. This pretty much tells everybody in the gaming in the gaming world that Red Dead is still a very marketable franchise and people would want to see this continued. You know what? Rockstar can put out anything outside of table tennis and people will buy it and want to buy it and want sequels. People really like table and tennis. And they really like that table <laughs> tennis game too. <laughs> so Red Dead Red Dead was pretty unique. Red, Red Dead was also good, though. Like, when, really good. When that game was coming out, and we were working at Anonymous Video Game Retailer, <laughs> yeah. I was I was the only person in the store. I'm not sure if you were working, Theo. I'm not sure if you, you were working there at that time. I honestly don't remember. Joe or, or Chris might have been, but I don't think you were. I think, it, sure was, I think it was at the store. Because it came out in May, and I, I, I came on board, like, Fallish time. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty that year, right? I'm pretty when, sure. When Red Dead 2010. Was out there. I single-handedly sold that game to the entire clientele of the store. <laughs> single-handedly. Nobody, nobody else believed in it. Nobody believed in it. Really? Yeah. Nobody believed in it, and I, I was telling people this game is going to be amazing. I remember watching like the developer diaries, and there was one where a guy was making like the acoustics for the game, and he would use like garbage cans and like steel pans, and I'm like, this is going to be something special. Mm-hmm. Like something about this game is going to be really good, and it was amazing. We were number one in the district with uh, pre-orders for mm-hmm. that by a mile. Shit. By a mile, and it was. It was so successful for us. Mm. So it was that that game. It meant a lot to me personally. Oh, okay, just for the success that it, it brought the store. Mm-hmm. I thought it, I thought that you know we really found this game hit hit the nail on the head. We went out there, we pushed it hard. Yeah, and 
I honestly I didn't get anybody who came back and said, "No, cancel this. I don't. I don't want this." Yeah. Has so many accolades. Like everybody loved that game. And remember, it's coming off the back of Red Dead Revolver. Nobody cared about Red Dead Revolver. Yeah. Pretty much. Like it was. When I heard there was a sequel to Red Dead Revolver coming out, I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> okay, whatever. I just, I just uh, attributed like, oh, here's, here's the next iteration of Kane and Lynch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't think that this news about backwards compatibility is actually that good for Microsoft. Why you say that? That means that people aren't going out and investing in the new stuff. Well, aren't you technically still playing old stuff? I mean, you bought Odin Sphere. It's it's actually new. Well, it's I'm not playing a backwards compatible version of Odin Sphere. Well, but the sales no, are up by six thousand percent. So, <laughs> so you know to 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 bring back Joe's line. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Joe. Say 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 your line about the six thousand percent. What did I say? I forgot. Fine, I'll say it. <laughs> so, what happens if the sales of the game were like one? Yeah. Oh, week. yeah. That's right. That's what I said. That's what you mean. Yeah. I said if it's if one game sold the previous month and then they offer on backwards compatibility, 6,000 copies sold means 6,000%. So, you know, it, it could. It's still 6,000 sounds like a lot. Yeah. You have to understand that this game wasn't selling at all before this, yeah. before this was released. So, suddenly it became available. Of course, it's going to be a huge number of. Uh, a huge percentile increase. Mm. I mean, it's good because people are playing stuff on their Xbox One. Yeah. And you can't be interested in what's going on in your Xbox One if it's sitting in a corner gathering dust. Yep. So it's good for that. And there's a lot of times you just didn't get to titles from previous generations. But I, I think that they just, you know, it feels like so many things they're doing right now isn't actually beneficial to their Xbox One. Maybe it's beneficial to the Microsoft brand, mm-hmm. but not to the Xbox One. I don't think this is good news for Xbox One. Well, I think it, the the Microsoft brand, as far as video game goes, needs to reestablish itself. And yes. it's made some pretty it's made some pretty decent strides towards that in, in previous months. Right. With the cross play with Windows Ten, mm-hmm. and now now this backwards compatibility thing. It's certainly reasserting itself as far as its own its own niche yeah for, for me they're doing what nintendo did with the wii they're running in their own race now yeah that's what they need yeah. to do right. yeah that's what they need to do that's because fair. they're clearly yeah. so far behind mm-hmm. the playstation 4 and that race they were running previously yeah now it's time to diverge and just find their own footing yeah. at least they're beating the wii u though <laughs> everybody's beating the wii u you know you can beat the wii u all at once and it'll still work <laughs> that's not true no, it didn't right. work out of the box <laughs> oh well, first Nintendo, Nintendo system I've ever gotten that has given me problems yours Ouch. is so your, your Wii U is so weird I don't know what's wrong with it. <laughs> it, it 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 feeds on your hate and it's like yeah <laughs> yes but I was I put in 180 hours into Xenoblade you still hate it X. though you've said you hate that system but you love that game I'm gonna I'm gonna be getting <laughs> Tokyo Mirage sessions <laughs> That's the, you know what they say, don't hate the player, hate the game. Trade to the opposite. Because <laughs> because I'm the player, so I don't want I don't want to hate myself. No, the the, the system is the player because it plays the game. Okay, yeah, I guess that works. He's the player. Fine, <laughs> fine. Uh, we had actually a pretty big 
juicy news thing that happened here. So let's just talk about this in the in the main event coming up. All right, so this piece of news is that it's really hot, and I just have to go and put an ice pack on <laughs> my head. Breaking. I'm, I'm I'm falling apart here. It's hilarious. Actually, hold on. You know what I'm going to do? You going to take is, a picture? This is going on Instagram for sure. Make sure it's a headshot. Uh, I'm well, like... I can't get anything else. <laughs> I just go. realized we were recording right. in the dark. Dre, Dre has an ice pack on his head, and it is funny. Theo does not. Theo looks mad comfortable. I'm, I feel fine. Yep. <laughs> I feel great. We're recording in the dark. Yeah, first time. In the dark. It's nice. Yeah. The air conditioner's on. That's so that's that's the big news, everybody. Good night. I didn't want to actually say the line. What's up uh what's going on with the CSGO? Oh, oh yeah. Man. That that <laughs> one. That uh, blew up over the last week, didn't it? Yep. <laughs> Alright, so Counter Strike Go, the Global Offensive. Competitive uh, shooter game that mm-hmm. you get on Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has a very Steam integrated like thing of you can get add-ons like you with Team Fortress, how you can get right. hats. Pretty much, it's the same. It's the same method. Uh, I'm not actually sure there's individual loot drops in CS:GO, but sometimes in TF2 you just get items. Mm. Most of the time you'll get uh, crates um, throughout playing the game. You mean? Yes. Okay. And in these crates, you can get one of, I believe, it's up to nine different kind of items. And they range in rarity from, you know... Trash tier? Trash tier, very common to, oh my god, this is amazing and has like visual distracting lighting effects I'm sorry, on. you're talking about Team Fortress. I'm talking about Team Fortress 2 oh, right okay. now. But like the, the point is that the loot is inside this crate. Mm-hmm. And in order, in order to open this crate, you need to give Valve $2.50 for a key. In order to open it, so some people like this method of uh, of loot since it gives some of these items are worth a lot of money, but uh, not as much as they are worth in CS:GO. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, some I I've personally seen things that valued well over one thousand, almost two thousand dollars. That and there's some videos that said that there's things that go up to like four thousand dollars. That's insane. Yep. And these are just basically what gun skins, knives. Uh, Vir- yeah. Wait, virtual. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Knives. Yes. Uh. Uh, <laughs> this is this is okay. So I'll just try to give the short version of what happened. Mm-hmm. Because you can, there is a monetary value to opening boxes. You can basically say that you are paying two dollars fifty cents or however much it is have the chance to open this box so that puts monetary value onto the items that you open from the box mm-hmm. because some things are just exceedingly common and everybody gets them and then the market goes down on them because everybody has them and some things are impossibly rare and there's only like one in circulation at a given time basic supply and demand yes. exactly so somewhere along the line counter-strike go gambling sites opened up Weird. Which, um, before this whole thing went to shit, I didn't know existed. Yeah. Like, at all. Like, I'm not really interested in the CSGO scene at all, so I had no idea that these items were even available yeah. on gambling sites. I mean, I knew people were selling them on, through Steam. Mm-hmm. Right. But, like, I, I've sold some items on Steam for, like, pennies. Mm-hmm. 
Trading cards. Yeah. Yeah. Cards, TF2 items. You know, I've bought entire games with what I've sold. Same. Yeah. So I know this is a thing, you know, and I know there's a lot of items worth more than what I've sold. Mm. But I had no idea you can actually gamble with these things until this expose came out. Yeah. There's basically you, you take one of your items, you put it into a pool, and then you, you spin the wheel. And that basically sounds like gambling to me. It's exactly what gambling mm, yeah. is. Yeah. All right. So we have a couple of people who are involved in publicizing in YouTube, on YouTube. Uh, Trevor Murphy, right? And T. Martin, too, I believe. Yeah, T. Martin. Not Trevor Murphy, wow. Trevor Martin. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom Purcell. Tom Purcell. Yeah. Uh, T. Martin and Pro Syndicate. Yeah. These guys have a ton of subscribers. Like well over team. 10 million for each one. If combined. I'm not... Oh, combined. Okay. 10 million between the two of them. Which is it's a lot of people. Yeah, I have 50 subscribers to YouTube <laughs> on my personal YouTube. I don't know if I have any subscribers. Let me see. Hang on. Do I have any YouTube subscribers? Go on. Go ahead and talk while I check this out. Okay. I'm sure you'll let us know while we're... As soon as, I, as, soon as I find out, I'll let you know. I have none. I don't even know where to look. Don't. You know then I mean you don't no, have any. This is irrelevant. <laughs> Nobody cares. So I'm just not going to not gonna do it. So I win this battle because I have 50. Cool. Thank you, SureYouCan.com. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these guys put out videos saying, hey, we just wandered onto this uh, Counter-Strike Go CSGO gambling site. Mm-hmm. And I just won some pretty cool stuff in it. Like, if you want to check it out, you can go ahead. We'll put the link in the description. Unbeknownst to them, they, they just wandered upon they just this wandered site. Upon okay. And then they had a few other videos. Hey, man, I just won $13,000 in this worth of stuff for in this on this gambling site. Which, their reactions are a little sketchy, but, you know, let's it, not it, fast it's, forward. It's in typical YouTube personality style, mm-hmm. they presented this. You know, I believe the site was, what, csgolotto.com? Mm. Turns out they own the site. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even tell anybody. No disclaimers. Which is against the law. Yeah. <laughs> but like maybe the maybe the fact that it's not actually using money is kind of a loophole in this regard. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I don't think they're getting to them I don't believe they're getting into any legal trouble over this. But I think there was like there was some sort of class action lawsuit that was filed. Mm. I don't know who was filed against. But like parents were catching on to this stuff and being like, "Hey, this is not cool. Our kids are gambling. Our, our, right. our children yeah. are gambling." Right. And and some of these videos explicitly says gambling, which I'm very surprised that that's that can right. be said I know. online. I know. Like, it's pretty transparent. Yeah. They're not trying to hide it. I think one of the videos said, um, "Win." I, I forgot the amount, like three thousand dollars in thirty minutes or something like that. It's very FanDuel-y and DraftKings-y where they would advertise these on television everywhere saying, oh, yeah, we can win all this money. Mm. But um, So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm not really a sports guy, but I know of FanDuel and DraftKings. I remember there being like a little, you know, kerfuffle about it uh, yeah, a few months. Yeah, here in New York uh, and a couple other places mm. uh, where they were the, the raging debate. Was is fantasy sports gambling? Mm. 
uh, daily fantasy sports, I should say. Because if you just go on to Yahoo and play fantasy baseball or fantasy football for free, that's not, obviously that's not gambling. Yeah. But now say you're doing these daily fantasy sports where you're paying a dollar for, to to submit a lineup every day. Hmm. Does that skirt into gambling? So my job has a strictly no gambling rule. Like whenever the lotto comes out, you can't play boxes. You can't like go with other coworkers to like split your. I forgot how they do it. Work, work related to, but you can still gamble personally. No, personally, time? yeah, but not okay. on premises. But that makes well, yeah, absolutely, it's a government agency. But there's a everybody does fantasy sports like for money at my job, like between managers, supervisors, all that stuff. So. This stuff hasn't been really totally well classified yet, if you ask me. Yeah. I, well, I think it's still, like, in the infancy. Like, they're still trying to figure things out with the way the internet works and still how Still the these... Wild West. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, for, for whatever, whatever you get past, whatever gets civilized, there's always going to be some avant-garde stuff that's, you know, still uh, unregulated. Mm-hmm. So, so to, to, to go on like that, if you... If we say, hey, you know what? Let's get together and have a poker game. Yeah. Right? And there's some money involved. Nobody's going to come after us and care about it. No. Right. Right? No. But now if I say, hey, you know what? I want to open up a little poker place. Mm-hmm. Just invite your friends over. You know, we'll do, we'll, we'll have some high stakes matches. Then it starts to become a problem because there's nobody regulating what's happening. So yes. if I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to have a poker den uh, out of Zephyr Arcade. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna come in and play poker, and then the next thing you know, somebody gets shot because they say that this person is cheating or this deck is stacked. Mm. Question mark? You know, yeah. we're in we're in a pretty bad area now. You know, there's no regulation. There's nobody overseeing, saying, "All right, all of these, this is a this is a legal deck of cards or anything like that." Yeah. Almost literally a wild west scenario. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's on. <laughs> so. Uh, in New York, wanted a piece of the pie, you could say, and I think that's mostly the reason why they went after. I'm, I'm sure that's the reason. That, you know, with with regulation comes rules that they need to take a cut of such and mm-hmm. such. Death and taxes. So, what we have here with with uh, Counter Strike is unregulated, and clearly, clearly, with this specific instance extremely shady stuff going on. Yeah. So, uh, to, to bring it back to FanDuel and DraftKings one more time, mm-hmm. there was that situation which kind of sp- spurred on the whole regulation part yeah. where they had one one employee of one of the companies go and play some pools in the other company using the data he had from his company. Mm-hmm. So he crossed the lines and played and won a whole bunch of money. And then it came out that he did that. Yeah. And pretty much essentially the next day they were like, nope, you need to be regulated. Yeah. Now, if he told his family member what the results was going to be and that person then played it, would there have been a, a discrepancy there? Do I you think? think anybody would have found out. Mm. I, I am not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's... You know, it's things like that why gambling needs regulations. Yeah. Because generally a lot of uh, shady things go on in the world of gambling Mm -hmm. where there's a lot of money involved. So here we have two people 
who own a gambling website mm. pretending essentially that they don't mm-hmm. own it, telling people to go and gamble there. Well, it's a, it's and a lie. Showing videos. It's a lie of omission, really. Now they're not they're not telling people they're not they're actively um, telling people they're not affi- affiliated with it. I don't. Pretty, yes, right. But that doesn't change. You have when you're. When you are involved in something, yeah, right, you need to disclose. You need to disclose. It's it. like all those sponsors on YouTube, like, hey, I'm sponsored by you know X Y Z, because if you if you don't say that, it's a problem, right? Because they're giving you money. Yeah, you, you need to tell them. They need to tell people who's giving you money, mm. right? If you know, if you are a judge and your son comes up in trial, you will recuse you recuse yourself from that trial. Yes, right. There, there are certain things that you have to do when you're in certain positions. If you own a gambling website, you should let people know that, hey, the videos that I'm showing you about gambling on my website mm-hmm. to get money and not, hey, I just kind of wandered into this site. I want a bunch of money. You should check it out. Okay. To play the devil's advocate. What is them not saying this hurting anybody? Like who who is uh, who is it hurting? Are, the impressionable in a, in a legal sense or just in general? In general. Hmm. Well, it's I guess it's technically not hurting anybody, mm. but it is a gambling website where. The, but isn't that the, shouldn't that be the issue first? Well, the gambling situation. Yeah. Like, then Grace, like Grace said, it's it's still unregulated right yeah. now, but it's it's just dishonest. It is a it's, it's shady business, mm. and I mean you can pretty much attribute it to just like sort of them trying it. Them they were cl- clearly trying to be they were clearly trying for this to be viral marketing. Mm. You know, they wanted they what they wanted the people to see the su- success they were having with their several million subscribers and yeah. then start using this yeah. for you know fun and profit mostly profit mm-hmm. so the harm in it is because it's misleading yeah. what they're doing you know they they own the site so they have access to you know manipulate things in their favor to yeah. make it look like they're winning a lot more yeah and you know that's fine that's what you do with marketing you make things look better than it actually is mm-hmm. so you know, but we have rules against that. That's, you know, false advertising rules. I mean, it's not, that's not to say this is false advertising because this could happen. You could win a lot of money. You could, you could trade in your garbage items for essentially big money items. Mm-hmm. Right. It could happen. But Probably more than won't. It won't. Yeah, yeah. like Cause gambling. Cause it's gambling. Yep. Exactly. And that's basically how they make the money. Right. So, the, so the, it's it's not really outright harming anyone directly but it is exploitative yes extremely exploitative mm-hmm. which is where the stick which where the shady business comes in yeah and it is like like this um like this expose pointed out it is exactly that it is gambling it says so in the name they decided the name of the website in question is csgo lotto <laughs> lotto or lottery is gambling yep you are trading money for something that could or could not happen and probably won't and so you definitely are trading money because the items that you get, you end up essentially buying with right. money. Yeah. Right, because you're getting them out of crates, which cost money for you to buy. They have 
to have a value, you know, based off of user demand or buyer demand, I should say. And, you know, I mean, you could theoretically just sell this stuff straight up on Steam. More than likely, the, the people who get these items never actually use them. They just sell them and flip to get money. Mm-hmm. Well, that ha- might have something to do with the, f- with the uh, quality grading system on these items. There's, mm-hmm. there's five... I believe CSGO has five different uh, quality grades. It's mm-hmm. factory new, minimal wear. Um, I forget the other three, but I think the last day is battle scarred. Mm-hmm. So there's like a there's like a scaling, and they'll change the skin will change its appearance based on what it is. So I, obviously, you know, factory new is out of the box. Mm-hmm. You know, if you use it more, it'll be it'll become battle scarred, which I think. You know, it'll never become factory new again. Yeah. Right. So, which, which out of the context of this whole lottery thing, I think that's actually a really cool mechanic. Yeah. I mean, it, it also like oh, it inflates the item's value a little more, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Because obviously factory new will be like the most valuable, mm-hmm. which, as it should be. Because, <laughs> you know, it's only factory new once and now it's hard forever. <laughs> so these, these items could be worth like what? Up to 4000 I think? Yeah. 4000 Four thousand dollars for just the essential, just a gun now, skin. Now that's a rarity. I mean, that's right. like that's you're not gonna. Yeah, like, but it, you're it, not gonna see guns, every item. There's $4, been an item that was like four thousand dollars. That's it's, insane it's, to me. It's crazy. But you know what? This isn't the first time where you know in-game items have had real money value attributed to them. Yep. This, this goes back as far as ooh, probably uh, since there's been. Loot in video games. Maybe, <laughs> yep. maybe Diablo 2? Yeah, that's the earliest I can think of. Yeah, that's the earliest I can think of too. Mm-hmm. All right, so before we before we jump into that, I just want to say one more thing about this yeah. before we change it over to maybe talking about other games. Mm-hmm. If the most expensive item that we're going on in this is about $4,000, and you look at the revenue that these guys have made, that's a lot of junk items that they essentially are repurposing. Yeah. Into how many people are actually using this? Between the two of them, they have over 10 million subscribers. That's so I'm sure even if you have like 10% of that, you're getting a, a good amount of people. Like you this, know. Is a, this is a huge business venture for them. And I believe the video expose said they didn't have any posted on their LinkedIn page. No. Well, yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> because they were being very duplicitous. Yes. Have, they have they have since come out and apologized for this. Like even even after they said, "Oh, it's no big deal. We've never been we've never been so secretive about this. Mm-hmm. We've always been upfront about it." Sure. And they really weren't. Mm-hmm. They they've uh, they've apologized for it. So whatever that means. Do they have mm-hmm. a do they have accounts of like people like normal people winning? Things? I haven't seen any. Mm. I mean, I'm sure there have been. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sure people wouldn't gamble if the possibility for winning didn't exist. <laughs> I think they still would. <laughs> I don't think they would, Theo. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Would you just put your money in a slot machine? Say, I, it's mine now. Go away. Well, I don't gamble, so <laughs> this is all lost on me. Well, I know I don't gamble either, but yeah. I would if. <laughs> but they're seeing these guys, you know, with their bad reactions, like oh, I won, and jumping up and down. So you see, then you're like. Fuck, you know that goes know. for any that goes for any commercial though. You, you know? Yeah, right. You see the slip and slide. Mm-hmm. These are all having fun. You know, you put it in your backyard. This is much smaller. It looks like <laughs> I don't know 
know why slip and slide came out. Maybe, maybe it's I the, thought, maybe I thought it's you meant like idiom or something like that. I didn't know you actually meant the slip and slide. I don't know why my mind went there. It's like the first thing I can think of where it looked better on TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's look at let's look at other games. Sure. Right. Uh, clearly, Diablo Two was the epicenter of uh, rampant the online rampant. black market. Yeah. With uh, all sorts of interesting things like the Stone of Jordan economy mm. and uh, just straight up account selling. Yeah. yeah. To the point it, it affected Diablo 3. Yeah. It did affect Diablo 3. That's how the real money auction house came to be in the first place. Mm-hmm. Blizzard, that that was them trying to regulate. That was exactly what it was. They didn't do a very good job of it, but, you know, they... They did try. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it wasn't the auction house's fault. No. It was the fault of the actual game itself not giving you good enough items yeah. to be worth Right. You know, and I and I get the fact that you want your extremely good items to be to be rather rare. Mm-hmm. But when nothing's worth it, yeah. then you know, it just becomes this really big system of haves and have nots. Mm-hmm. Right. For the people who are willing to pay pay, pay the big money get to enjoy the game. And the people who just want to play and get the items in the game aren't really enjoying it because you get the items the harder difficulties, but you can't do the harder difficulties because you don't have the items. It becomes a pay-to-win scenario, yeah, which is never good, by the way. Evolve, if you're listening. It's free to play now. <laughs> uh, you know, this is going to sound like it, it's a, a pretty Blizzard-centered, but obviously World of Warcraft had a huge, huge... Well, that, well that, that's a big one, so yeah. Huge gold-selling... Uh, thing going on for a long, long time. It became infamous. The whole Chinese gold farmer meme yeah. essentially <laughs> sprang up out of World of Warcraft, and it's not even the first game that that phenomenon happened in. Yeah, EverQuest probably had yeah. that too. This, How did they regulate that in Warcraft? They just they started just to ban banning people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they just didn't... They, they outright didn't want their items being sold outside of the game mm. so they fought what essentially was a losing battle yeah trying to try to stave this off and it was really actually really terrible for the people actually farming the gold yeah these, these work conditions they were put under they're making there, pennies there no winners in the yeah. scenario no no there's not but it's like i've heard like anecdotes from actual chinese gold farmers if you're part if you'll pardon the stereotype telling how they're like the work hours are very grueling, and the possibility of you getting banned was real. And if it happened, then you were screwed. Wait, I'm sorry. You were getting paid. These are actual, you know, quote unquote farmers. Yes. That, holy crap. Yes. Yeah, people. There were actual people doing this stuff. Huh. That was their job. Wow. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. I mean, they weren't. They weren't bots. Nope. Oh it's, shit. It's really hard to bot. Because there's more more than one person playing, so if someone if someone ruins it for you, or if you're yeah. on a PvP server, then how's the bot gonna handle that? And they were they were paid, not very not much. Much. Holy crap! Yeah, that is dark. And like the gold was really cheap in real world real world terms. I mean, they were selling like like thousands and thousands of golds for like ten dollars. And back then, it was really hard to get thousands and thousands of gold. Huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they would pick up everything, sell everything. You know, they would 
just find items all over the place that sold for a little bit and yeah. then stack it up. So, so Joe, you're a, you're a Team Fortress 2 guy. Is the hats economy kind of like this? It's more regulated in the whole Steam economy, but would you liken it to... I don't think there's any Team Fortress 2 gambling sites, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't know. I've, mm. I've never cared enough to look. Yeah. All I ever cared about was the game. Yeah. I mean, there were like, sometimes I'd be like, ooh, that's a neat skin. I might want to buy that. I'd never want to... I would never care about the hats that were on fire mm. or the, the hats with the fireworks on them or whatever. I would never care about that. So yeah. I just never bothered to look. I never liked the uh, the, the crate system. I bought a few keys. Just out just of curiosity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But for the most part, no, I don't care. I never looked. So sorry, I can't answer your question. No, it's fine. <laughs> don't look at me. I, I, I've, <laughs> I, I've played maybe a total of two hours. Mm. So, I mean, what I what I find the most interesting thing about this is we get we get game companies giving us DLC for cosmetics all the time, mm-hmm. but when you buy it, you can't resell it. No, right. So if I'm if you're playing if you're playing League mm-hmm. and you want to buy a skin for your character, does that actually happen in League? Yes, um, they're, they're skins. Okay. Yeah, they're Dota skins. Dota has a big thing with that as well. It's yours. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't sell it to somebody else. And I think that was kind of that's Valve's problem. And I, and I and I would like to say that I feel that they're pretty complicit in what's going on. Oh, absolutely. They feel very from what outside looking in, it seems like they're just like whatever. It's like, <laughs> making them mad bank. Yeah. Right. So they, until, until they can get into legal legal trouble over this, they uh, they won't do anything. They actually they actually came out briefly condemning what they what these guys were doing, and then saying, "Hey, wait, they weren't actually doing anything illegal, guys." Mm. <laughs> and then retracted their statement. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> so they they're totally complicit in this. It's, it's not not none of it is illegal yet. <laughs> Technically, yeah, we're skirting on that there's right now. Def- there's right. definitely a line being traded. Yeah, yeah. The, the the reason it's not illegal is because no money is actually changing hands in the actual act of the gambling. It's not actually money. It's things that are. It's things that people attribute money to. to. Yeah, which is kind of esoteric. How, how how much would you pay for for a gun skin in the game? If it was like, if it looked really cool, like really cool, yeah, I think gun skins are really, like stupid, okay. <laughs> like honestly, but I don't know, fifty cents. <laughs> That's a far cry from four thousand. Yeah. yeah, it has to, it has to look amazing. Uh, one of the things Blizzard did with the competitive mode in Overwatch is they put in a new skin for each character. And yeah, it's a gold weapon, mm-hmm. and it's the first. Previously, and I'm saying previously, like the game's been out for so long, <laughs> but they didn't have weapon skins. Yeah. So, but they you, handle it. Oh, go on, sorry. Right. You can't. The only way you can get these skins is by playing in the competitive. Yes. Mode. And you can't buy competitive points. You mm-hmm. can only earn them by winning. Yeah. And even with their standard loot box system where you're getting stuff, you can buy loot boxes, but the stuff you get out of them 
are A, random, mm -hmm. and B, can't be traded or given to anyone. Yeah. Right, so there's no monetary value that can be assigned to them. Yes. So it's just, I want this, I, I hope I get it, or get enough duplicates until I have enough money to get it. And that's it. I can't get it from somebody else. My friend can't trade it to me. Mm -hmm. Nothing. And I, I think that's a good way to stay out of that type of... Uh, that weird gray area. Yeah. Because <laughs> giving real money for virtual items, there's something in my brain that just doesn't compute when that happens. Like, remember when Street Fighter Five came out and that people had the Hot Ryu costume? Like, oh, yeah. they put that on eBay and people were selling it for like 40 to $50. Yep. And I'm like, what do you... <laughs> you guys realize it's just going to be available to buy for like four bucks yeah. down the line, right? Nope. All right. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Pay pay that money for it. Uh, yeah. And you you don't... I don't get it. I, you just, you, why would you put that value to it to resell it? I don't know, but I definitely see the value of virtual items. Yeah? The monetary value of it. Yeah. Because it is, yeah, that's what video games are. They are literally virtual items. Well, that's what that's unfortunately what video games have become. Well, no, that's what they've always been. They've always they've always been that. But if I bought a a disc, I owned it. That's true. But you know, you're not buying it for the disc. You're buying it for what the disc contains. The yeah, data but if that, that the if, disc contains. But now, but before, if that disc wasn't there, if somebody broke it, if somebody stole it, I couldn't play it. Right now. Is just vapor in the air. I can download something and. But still, you're right? Yeah. If you're not actually using it, it's just a disc mm -hmm. or a cartridge yeah. or or a strip of data yeah. on your hard drive. You know, I yeah. mean, if it's not something, it's not a statue on your wall. You can say you can point to say that's a statue. Yeah. That statue looks like I don't know Iron Man. It's a statue of Iron Man. You can always tell that. Lame. <laughs> oh, well, you'll like that there. It's, Totally off topic, but whatever you like that the <laughs> Captain America statue is actually a thing now in Brooklyn. <sighs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, like I see, I see the value of a virtual item as far as a monetary, as far as monetary values, as far as monetary value goes. Okay, and now depending on what it is, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think the uh, the value on it is you know varies, mm. like. You pay fifty cents for a skin. If I thought something was really cool, I might pay up to five dollars. Okay, but that's my opinion. That's the kind of value I. I, I don't see. I don't see how things can be worth four thousand. That I don't understand. Mm. But I believe that the effort put in to something definitely has some monetary value applied to it. Like if somebody worked on a skin, yeah, that they created, you know. And it wasn't really originally part of the base game. They want to put it as DLC. Mm -hmm. Then yeah, someone should pay money for it because someone created it. You know what? Yeah, because you ever see these like I'm sure I'm sure you've seen all these pictures or comics uh, floating around the internet where it's like we can't pay you, but the exposure will be great. Yeah, yeah. You know, like oh, I can eat this exposure for my <laughs> meal. You know that kind of thing. You put an effort, you put an artistic value in it. I, I can see yeah. that. So there's. There's definitely some some sort of value that can be ascribed to it if people want it. I, you know? As you said, I think four thousand is insane, yeah. but I, I I guess I can understand that. Right. I, I I guess what I more think of being valuable is like levels or you know DLC or expansions where I could be like, okay, yeah, this is something that something, will something you can, enhance my game. Something you can experience. Yes. And, yeah. Well, some for some people, enhancing their game means making it look better. Absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. You're right. 
So as long as, as, long as people are willing to ascribe value to it, mm-hmm. then people are going to have monetary value placed on Now, then are these guys wrong for exploiting that value? <laughs> That's a good question. Are they wrong for exploiting that? I don't they're, think they are. They're not wrong for exploiting it. Mm-hmm. They're wrong for not, not coming in front of it. Disclosing mm. that they were involved in So the that's process. everybody's trigger point. The fact that they didn't say, you know, hey, they didn't get ahead of it and say, you know, um we own this site where like I mean, they denied owning it even after they were discovered. Yeah. They said, "Oh, no, I ended up owning it later." But my name is on the charter. But they're, they're ex- they exploited a loophole, mm-hmm. which prevented them from needing to. Now, it's it's shady as hell. Mm-hmm. But is it illegal? Like I said, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe yeah. it is not. I need to dig up a lot of legal documents, go to law school first, <laughs> pass the bar. It's, it's not the, worth it. Not we worth it. people who did that. We can ask them. Sure. We can. But, you know, what they did was... Not illegal. Sketchy. Sketchy. There's a lot of there's a lot of sketchy things that oh, happen yes. that are not <laughs> technically illegal. Yep. And if it gets too sketchy, then sure, it'll be regulated. Mm-hmm. I think enough attention has been brought to this now where like additional things are gonna be brought down upon it. People are gonna start talking a little more. Maybe they'll get a little regulation going on. Like attention atten- the the, the laser is focused on them. Right yes, now. yes. This needed so, to happen yeah. for that conversation to start. Pretty much, you know, things are if, if things are under the radar, no one's going to be talking about it. This is on the radar now. Yep. So we'll see where this goes. It's been wait, a few days since this kerfuffle exploded. Mm. That's a great word, by the way. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it could it could do one of two things. You can either die down and go back to the way it was, or new policies will be implemented. The latter will certainly happen. Yeah, Eventually, I mean, yes. The cat's well, out of the bag. Yeah. yeah. Whether this will be ultimately be the catalyst for it, who's to say? Certainly, I'm not. I'm mm. not involved in any sort of, in any way, shape, or form. Why not? Because I don't care to be. Because it's not Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, I don't, I don't actually have any CSGO items to gamble with. <laughs> I don't play CSGO. I probably won't ever play CSGO. I'm not interested enough to care. Mm. Um... If I did have CSGO items, though, and I, just, I would certainly want to turn my items into money. Like, I've already, like I said, I've already turned my Team Fortress items into money. Mm-hmm. But I'm not willing to put in the investment in order to, to gain the items that are worth that. Yeah. Because that in itself is gambling. Like, alt- opening those crates is like essentially is, that's gambling. That's just a straight-up gamble. Yeah. You're paying money for something that could be... Slot machine. Yeah. Exactly. But... These items don't have intrinsic value to them. Right. They have pretty much a, like a, they're a fluctuating market. They have market value. Yes. Mm-hmm. For no other basis outside of rarity. Correct. I mean, you can be, you, you can be opening a crate just for the item, not for the, what the item's value is. Yes. I've done that a few times. Like the, the Team Fortress 2 crates will have a list of what they could drop out of them. Mm-hmm. So I've... Looked at the crates, saw an item I saw one once or twice, and be like, "Yeah, I'll buy a key or two. Mm-hmm. Why the f not? Let me try this out. Never got anything I really wanted. Of course, so I decided never to do it again. <laughs> so gambling, I, gambling. Yeah. So this wasn't exactly as addicting as gambling. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you just like your money. <laughs> I do like my money. 
which is exactly why I didn't do it. I'm like, I value my money more than these items. Yep. That's how I look at it. Yeah. That's how I look at gambling as a whole. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up here. I think that these guys were pretty much jerks for what they did. They're jerks for sure. But there doesn't seem to be any precedent outside of them being jerks and you can't yeah, lock somebody up for being a jerk. That's the worst you could call them is like, hey, you guys are kind of assholes about this. I mean, like, but like if, this, if this were actual gambling, then yeah, they'd be... They'd, they'd be probably done. do jail time. They'd be done. Yeah. So. Since, since nothing has been set in stone regarding this questionable content we got going on here, I don't think anything's going to happen. They'll probably be like, I'm sorry, we won't do it again. We'll be transparent from here on out. They actually said that. Mm-hmm. One of their tweets was, transparency from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> Because you have no choice. Yep. Because hey, the world is watching. Because you got blown up. <clears throat> you have no choice. <laughs> I hate to see it. Thanks, General. <laughs> That's a Mega Man X4 reference. It is an X4 reference. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, <laughs> iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Tumblr. You can subscribe to the Reddit page. Maglemaniac.com. EvilAvatar.com. Check us out on those sites too check out those sites as well have fun on them yell at Rommel for yelling at us every week <laughs> thanks yeah. jerk you know what he listens it's good yeah, yeah. He, he listens it's good <laughs> he doesn't I, actually hate our stuff I, I yelled back at him this week so you know hopefully we <laughs> can start a, a nice little evil avatar flame it's not making us look bad <laughs> that's all I ask <laughs> point out something you like in addition to the mistakes we made <laughs> Oh, a compliment sandwich. Sure. <laughs> Let's not go there again. You kind of left it open. You kind of left it like an, uh, an open sandwich last time. <laughs> open sandwiches are good. Less carbs. It's true. 4205 cast off. Stay frosty, my friends. <laughs>